You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Sam Houser, Scott Galetti, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Appreciate you hanging out with us here as always. So it is just about that time for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs starting Saturday afternoon. you got two games Saturday, two games on Sunday. And with that, we did this last week during the wild card, or getting ready for the wild card round of the playoffs. The biggest question that's going to decide each matchup of the this coming round of the NFL playoffs. So, of course, it is the divisional round. And we got both number one seeds playing on Sunday. The Baltimore Ra- or on Saturday, excuse me, right out of the gate, the first two number one seeds. The Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. So, we'll start Saturday afternoon with the Ravens and those pesky Texans. Welcome to the NFL divisional playoffs. And now, Texans-Ravens. I don't know what to do with the Texans at this point. I mean, I was firmly in that camp of the ones that thought that they should have, that, that they were underdogs for a reason and that Cleveland was going to go in there and keep this train on rolling. But if anything, Houston what Houston didn't even just win that game. They won that game handily. And so what's interesting now about this one. That was like a first round college playoff game. It really was. Where you got the number one against the 12 seed, and it was just a blowout. I was shocked because that's actually the game at the same time of the Lobo game that I started watching simultaneously, and I couldn't believe it. Speaking of which, the New Year's Six Bowls did not do any favors for those like me in the camp of it's good that we're expanding the college football playoff either, but that's another conversation for another time. What's what's so interesting about this one is I, I don't think it's going to be a factor. It shouldn't be necessarily. But the way that we talk, uh, I mean, we spend all this time talking about the Cowboys' lack of playoff success. Lamar Jackson has the same record in the playoffs as Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys. Yeah. He's 1-3. Yeah, he, he does. He's 1-3, and, and he's lost a game as an already once in his career as a number one seed. So, I mean, you're you're going into this game on Saturday where every ounce in existence of the pressure in this game is solely on not even just the Ravens' shoulders. It's on Lamar Jackson's shoulders. He's been a different quarterback in the playoffs as well versus the regular season in the same way that we talk about Dak and, and the Cowboys and everything else. So... Is the pressure of the lack of playoff success to this point with his second MVP on the way, is it going to be too much for Lamar Jackson? Because that is the only thing that is going to get in Baltimore's way. And that's not me talking down the Texans. That's just when they're playing their game, how much better Baltimore is than every team in the the AFC and maybe the entire NFL. You know what excites me about this game, Sam, is what C.J. Stroud can do against this Baltimore Ravens defense. If he even has any shot of being successful, this can be a game. If not, it should be a blowout, in my opinion, because Baltimore should, and I underscore should be that much better than the Texans. Will they be? That's a big question. I still have these these memories. It's burned into my head forever of the primetime game 
in December when when the Jaguars played the Ravens, and there's a play where Lamar Jackson's doing his Lamar Jackson scramble around, you can't touch me on Michael Vick and Madden thing, and he somehow gets a pass off and throws, it was either a long pass just short of the goal line, or it might have even been a touchdown to Isaiah Likely, and the Jaguars defensive lineman is sitting on his butt, and he's looking at Lamar Jackson like, did you really just do that? You jerk. And so, I mean, this Texans team is is built. Uh, it's not built on defense, but D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive guy, and he ha- and he's getting the best out of that Texans defense. But they have not seen that Lamar Jackson. This is all about whether or not the pressure of the playoffs is going to be too much Lamar Jackson. If it's not, then it's hard to imagine Houston having much of a chance. Packers 49ers. I struggle with this one simply for the reason I, 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 I've loved watching what San Francisco has done this year. They are steamrolling teams. They're still hurt. They still feel slighted at that NFC Championship game from last year where they didn't have Brock Purdy and they didn't feel like they got the fair shot of having a chance to go to the Super Bowl last year. And that game has burnt, it been burned in their memories forever and they've been playing this entire season like there's like they're still mad about that NFC Championship game. They did have that three-game losing streak, but you saw but they went into the bye after that three-game skid and you saw how quickly everything got corrected. So it's kind of a similar situation here if if these are the two best teams in the league when they're playing their game when they're when you're getting the best version of the Ravens and you're getting the best version of the 49ers. They're as unbeatable as an NFL team can be. But it's kind of a similar story where, I mean, the Packers are playing with house money, too. And the Packers might even be a more confident underdog than Houston is. I totally agree with that. I mean, seeing what they did against the Cowboys last week from the get-go, stopping Jordan Love in the early going is going to be key for San Francisco. And do they have the defense to do that? Yes. But it's going to be a key if Green Bay can go in. And remember, this is one of those things. Both teams play on grass, which is a rarity. And Green uh, Green Bay went in and played on turf like they play on grass. And they don't care what the elements are because they play in probably one of the coldest environments in the NFL. So if the field's a little wet, a little this, a little that, they don't care. So if they go out and they can play their offense, that's a good thing. But then I also go back to early in the regular season, and yes, it was the regular season, when the Lions went into Green Bay and made Green Bay look like Green Bay made the Cowboys look last week. So you never know what you're going to get from week to week, but I think Green Bay going into San Francisco might be good timing for them. Whether, uh, I mean, certainly uh, cold's not going to be a factor there is rain in the forecast on Sunday. You got And that turf is known for being bad in poor weather conditions. Splish, splash, Packers taking the bath. Look out for the yeah, coin toss. Sod, sod, sod coming up and everything else. The most important <laughs> coin toss that you will see in an NFL game because, uh, I mean, my, uh, for, for good reason, Matt LaFleur is getting praised to no end for taking the ball first when the Packers won the coin toss against the Cowboys last week, and you can bet damn sure he's going to do the same thing again if they win the coin toss again in San Francisco. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. It's going to be a fun one. Of the two number one seeds, like I still think, I mean, San Francisco is still on this path of just boat racing everybody and making them look like they don't belong in the same league. But of the two games involving the number one seeds, this one to me feels like the one that's going to be closer. All the respect in the world for what Houston has done this year. But we talk about it all the time on this show. There's a there, there's a good time, there's an opportune time, and there's an inopportune time to be playing teams. And the Packers showed that they that they were they were able to carry over what they did in the regular season and carry that over into the playoffs last week. Not taking anything away from them whatsoever. Some of that was just because the game was over before it even kicked off. Dallas's heads just weren't right, and that and they they had lost that game before they even got to work that day. But you still got to I mean, you still got to pound a team into oblivion the way the Green Bay did. And even knowing what San Francisco can do with McCaffrey and Ayuk and and Debo and Green Bay, and I mean, good luck to everybody's defense that's going to see this one. It's it's so weird. It, it's so weird from Green Bay's standpoint. Because when they started to get on this hot streak in the back half of the regular season, starting with that Thanksgiving win against the Lions, their defense was was really the catalyst in all of this. And then they get towards the last couple games of the regular season, and Jordan Love is writing the world on fire, and the defense takes a big step back. Then the defense held, uh, looked like their old selves again in, against Dallas, it just depends on which version of that Green Bay defense shows up. So I guess if we're talking about the biggest question in this game, that's where I'm going to put it, Scott, is which version of Green Bay's defense do we get? Because if we get the one that was in Jared Goff's face the entire day and forcing fumbles and the one that made the Cowboys' offense look like... I mean, th- the amount of work the Cowboys had to do to throw a pass all the way across the field to get one yard to convert a third down. That defense has a chance to make this interesting. Yeah, I I think the Packers 49ers game has the uh, you know the second best chance of the day of being interesting. I think that other one might be interesting, although you know it could be a blowout with the Ravens. It, it it's going to be fun either way, and I'm looking forward to both games. Actually, right. The difference is like the the. Again, I, I, I don't mean to disrespect the Texans because I love what they're doing this year. D'Amico Ryan, like I, I same, I, same here. I, I would I, I would do just about anything to have a guy like D'Amico Ryan's be the coach of my team. That dude loves his job. That dude is fired up on the sidelines. That's the kind of game Texans Ravens, that's the kind of game that could be over after the first quarter. This one could be the case where it's a, a 10, 10 to thirteen point game in the fourth quarter and you feel like for all intents and purposes it's over but that one magical play could get Green Bay right back in it and force us to stay paying attention to the very end like it's it's a different kind of way of how both teams might get to covering that covering nine to nine and a half point spreads yeah you're right it'll be fun Bucks Lions this is gonna be fun this is our Sunday appetizer the Lions, the team that gets a second home game in the playoffs because they understand the value and what it what it means to actually get a second home playoff game, for goodness sake. This is the one of something's got to give 
Lions have a top five rushing offense. Tampa Bay has a top five rushing defense. So something's got to give. And in that war of attrition, which one of the two has their day? Not the only way Tampa has a shot to stay in this game is if that run defense can do anything to slow down David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Now, even when that does happen, Jared Goff has been as good as a quarterback can be at still being able to execute and, and move an offense down the field if it's not the best day for your running backs because he still he still has Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta and all these guys to throw the ball to. But that's what's at least going to give us a sense of how this is going to go. If Tampa can come out early and force Detroit into some second and third and longs and you get your pass rush a chance, then we have a game. If David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs just bust down the field those first couple of drives and Detroit gets out to a one or two touchdown lead, good night, nurse. <laughs> right. Then they get to go to the great outdoors, probably. Yeah, uh, then presumably your NFC Championship game would be San Fran and Detroit, which, oh, baby, we could spend an entire show trying to trying to uh, preview that one. Right. Really, both conference championship games is because... Chiefs-Bills. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Buffalo and Kansas City playing in the playoffs. Stop! It's this three-team round-robin deal between Buffalo, KC, and Cincinnati. You can just plug-and-play playoff matchups along the way. Buffalo. It is the first time in Buffalo, though. It is. Josh Allen 0-2 in the playoffs against Kansas City. But this is Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. Still hard to believe that arguably it was colder in Kansas City last week than Buffalo, but go on. The I- it was snowier in Buffalo. Right, it was. It was snowier in Buffalo, and they're doing that same thing again of trying to hire people for 20 bucks an hour to come shovel uh, that stadium. Before Can the- you believe how good that field looks, Sam? Listen. On TV, that thing looked perfect. It's never looked that good. People in upstate New York, people in the Midwest, expert shovelers. You've been doing this your entire life. You've been picking Man. up. You've been shoveling sidewalks since before. And the Zamboni on the field. I mean, everything. You've been shoveling since before the shovel was bigger than you as a little child. I mean, they, they know they know how to right? do this. They, they, they got this down to a science. The question, I, I mean, there, there's so many different questions that you could attach to this game. But who is under more pressure to win this game between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes? I don't think it's close that it's Josh Allen. Oh, absolutely. And it's not even just because Patrick Mahomes is on the road. I mean, the way the, the way that we talked about the Patriots, you know, in, in in hindsight and looking back on all this big picture with the news of Belichick last year, uh, last week was six Super Bowl titles in nine Super Bowl appearances over the course of 20 years. Patriots weren't in the Super Bowl every year. Mahomes got his second and they're on their way and I think uh, you're, you're going to see you're going to see a big reset. You're going to see a very different looking Kansas City team next year, Scott. Like it, it almost seemed like the Chiefs were playing a game 
over the last couple of years of, okay, we're still getting to the AFC Championship games. We're still winning Super Bowls. Let's pluck away another player and see if we can still do it. Like, you're playing this game of seeing how hard you can make life on yourself and still try to be a Super Bowl contender. I don't think I, I don't see any way Kansas City goes into next year without some big roster overhauls. And I don't mean to even talk about this as if their season's over. But it's to say that if, if Kansas City loses this game, they have the excuses built in, and we're going to do it for them because they reached the place where we will make excuses for them as a team that's won enough and is good enough and is in high regard enough, and they're going to be fine. They'll be right back in this spot next year. Buffalo, <laughs> they were in the place. Remember, Buffalo was in the place going into Week 18 in Miami where if they lost that game, there was a chance that they didn't make the playoffs, and they played like it. They they showed it. They were a team that was the more desperate team that night. They won. They're AFC's champions. They dominate this win ultimately in the grand scheme of things over Mason Rudolph. But if Buffalo, right. if Buffalo loses this game, and it's the third year in a row that they go out in the divisional round, and Josh Allen's one and one in the playoffs this year with the only win over Mason Rudolph, and he's zero three in the playoffs against Kansas City. Like a lot of teams, you start to get into that place of the pressure getting to be too much. And at the very least, it doesn't get any easier. The more you keep losing these playoff games, same thing for the Cowboys. It doesn't get any easier for you between contracts and hoping to replicate what you got out of certain guys doing that again next year. Josh Allen's another year older with another year of tread on him. There's question, There's going to be questions about the coaching staff. There's going to be questions about this entire team. We've been down this road with Buffalo before, back when they were losing Super Bowls all the time. This kind Higher of, level, but yeah, same questions. This kind of feels like as much as a... Pl- I mean, literally playoff games are must-win because if you lose, your season's over. Mm-hmm. But even just beyond the sake of this particular season, this feels like a must-win game for Josh Allen. It's an absolute. I mean, yeah, when you started talking about this, Sam, it's underlined. Absolute pressures on Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's been there before. Josh Allen has to get over the hump. Really looking to, to really looking forward to all four of these games. I understand why some of the lines are as big as they are, but don't let that deter you from sitting down and watching what should be four really entertaining football games.